I think it gave me arthritis. <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever. So this is the Kinda Everywhere podcast. We don't really have an intro yet. So this is what's probably going to be the intro for this episode. So probably. my name is Miko. I'm talking about arthritis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just put it in. So, my name is Megan. Hello. Yeah, so I'm from the Philippines. Meg was from the Philippines, but now she's in Australia because everyone <laughs> wants to look was. for greener pastures. <laughs> and I saw a lot of greens here. It's green everywhere. Shout out to all the people in Warren Ponds, Victoria. I hope you're staying safe. <laughs> We're in a stage three lockdown situation here. It's kind of creepy when you go outside. I was used to seeing people like just walking normally and children playing mm. but now it's just like do you know in the in the animes when when there's like a tumbleweed and yeah. like wind blowing with the leaves <laughs> that's mm. the situation here basically God, that, it seems like it kind of changed i mean you you kind of sound like you're like all over the place just a couple of we- weeks ago yeah and i can't imagine the impact of this mm. isolation situation to anybody not just you and you and I but yeah everyone seems like I think there are two types of people right now in isolation mm. I, well, I'm generalizing but there are those who are like <laughs> the pro procrastinators like me and there are those who are like <laughs> Yeah, I'm achieving everything. I have all this time in the world. Like, I'm going through yeah. checklists. Bam, 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 bam. Mm. I think I'm in the first category. <laughs> you remember so, the reason yeah. why we made this podcast? Remember? I I called you and I said, like, oh, damn, Nico. I, God, I feel we need so to do something. <laughs> yeah, let's just do something. Let's make a podcast. <laughs> It's the solution, the panacea to yeah to everything. For I think the like I think fun. the weirdest thing about it was so. Actually, we're gonna talk about uh, technology and productivity in this episode, but we're not there yet because <laughs> see how productive we're not there we are. yet. <laughs> <laughs> because Meg talked about something like talking about that lockdown, and it really reminds me like last week in the Philippines, the presidential spokesperson he went out and said. Like, you know what, guys? The Philippine government is thankful that we only have 45% of people out of a job because of the pandemic. <gasps> I'm like, <sighs> okay. He's really optimistic, though. Like, really <laughs> out of the top of optimistic. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a way to put it, I guess. It's worse like, than it's, it's, it's only worse 45%. <laughs> It's only half of the population. It's like that's a bit hilarious. <laughs> but honestly, it's so uh it's so frustrating and it's it's honestly kind of sad. Yeah. Um so I can I can really imagine and I I did feel it the other the other day. Like you know the the unbearable uncertainty that you have because of the situation. But yeah, how's uh, the Philippines right now? Like I've told you, like what it feels like here in Grove, no, not Grove, but in in Victoria. Yeah. How does it feel? Is it the same kind of vibes that I, I get? honestly have no idea because I can't gauge it for myself. Mm. Um, 
But when you go out of the street. Well, I, I haven't been out feel. of the house in five months. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> like, I. <laughs> So I mean I think I'm just in a I'm I'm in a good enough position. Very thankful that we have the ability to stay indoors for five months. Uh, I'm sorry, but it it and like I, I'd like to explore that, but maybe not for this episode. That hmm. even with that, like staying indoors for five months because I did get we did get COVID and we're we're now recovered. Like in, yeah. in um. In a couple of days, we're gonna be uh, free from self isolation. But mm. I haven't been out of the house in five months. And, yeah, but just we're being gonna talk in about room, that in the next episode, okay? Yeah, like, but just being in the room for out. twenty days, it's it's a it's a whole different experience. But it's a bit for a, a different episode because today we're talking about technology and productivity. So. Yeah. I I think we're actually the perfect people to talk about this because I think we have diff- very different so. approaches yeah. <laughs> to productivity. No, because I I personally like I have a phone and yeah my phone's pretty good, but I really mm. dislike how I am not sure if it's the in- entire society. Maybe I'm the weird one and I like to stay like old school. I like to I like to keep notebooks so you can see behind me here i can actually share uh share my screen so i have a i have a set of notebooks and each of the notebooks has a different all of them are each of them yeah each of them have a different purpose so uh i have a book so i i just keep one book what i'm reading right now so think and grow rich my one of my favorite books then i have a daily a daily planner then after the daily planner, I have an idea planner. Uh, this small okay. book is a bucket list because I think everyone should have a bucket list. The next book after that is a book on, uh, this is a everything that makes you happy book. So I write like- Like a gratitude book. Yeah, book gratitude. Something. But I, I just wrote like fun experiences on it, something like that. I honestly haven't written a lot. I don't think I've written anything actually, but that's what it's for. I just haven't used it yet. So I have a couple of a couple of the books there are really empty. Uh, this uh, third one, uh, this other one is a journal. This other one is a debate journal. Oh, yeah, and I remember this, that. Yeah, I, we haven't used it. <laughs> <laughs> and then this. Um, Security Bank one. This is for all of my learnings. So I was actually planning to compartmentalize and then have a different notebook for every category of learning. But then that also tired me out. So I just decided to put all of it in one in one book. So I just imagine uh, like you have a lot of notebooks for different stuff. Yeah. No, because the reason why because I think the reason why I took this approach. And here I can even show you that not only with the notebooks, I, I I also set this up in my room. So I have a huge whiteboard in my okay. room. Like All right. I love writing on here. Although there are parts like the you can see on the far off sector, those things have stayed there for three months already, because that's the back burner. But mm-hmm. on like, the front like on the front Kanban? burner side, yeah. So I just uh, 
I enjoy the I enjoy the writing and I think it helps me mm-hmm. keep things in the bigger picture. Because I did in fact try to like use all of those productivity apps. You know, all of those YouTubers are like, this yeah, is the app on, before you, you should use. You continue. Can you yeah, tell sure, everyone what a Kanban is? For Kanban? everyone who's What's interested. That? Yeah. I asked you if it's a Kanban and you said like yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't listening. I was distracted. That's why. Uh, but on... for everyone who's interested, a Kanban is actually was developed for software development. Mm. So a Kanban, it, it, it looks like that. It has basically three rows. It's like to do, oh. doing, and then done. Oh, yeah. So you just... So... Oh, no, sorry. I yeah. I correct myself. I think it's f- developed by the Toyota lead manufacturing. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but Google it up. It's a very good system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So go, go I don't have go, a system yeah? like that. Uh, as you can see here on my share screen, it's just I have a to-do list uh, for okay. the day. And then uh-huh. I wrote down a front burner. So okay. these are, what does are it the mean? things What's that a front I'll... Burner? I, I compartmentalize it in four. So the okay. first I have is a to-do list. So these are the things that I really should get done in the day, right? right. Then I have a front burner, which is these are the things that I should be working on this month or this week. But it's uh, just, if you saw on the, on the thing, it was still a hodgepodge of just ideas. But yeah. it's, it's kind of just, these are the semi-important things for uh, soon. It's kind of just like a soon place. The third area was a thought area, and I just write random there, mm-hmm. and then I just constantly erase it, and then write another random there again, okay. and then on the far off side, it's the back burner. So those are the things that I'll get to eventually. So I think I like know that they're important. Project. Yeah, they're more of a long term thing, or of honestly, sometimes they are important things, but you can't like make room Wait, for right it away. in this week. Yeah, in this yeah, week or this month, can't make room for it yet. Like I, I put there like rearranging my entire cabinet, like my entire okay. like where I put my clothes. So I think mm. I think people should organize their clothes well, but I just don't think that it's as like oh, you know attacked. as as important as like the work you need to do on a day to day. So that's why it's on the back yeah. burner. Yeah. So speaking of that's it for me. Reward, yeah, that's for you. I I just want to digress a little bit because this podcast is kind of everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> One habit that really stuck with me here in Australia, because mm. I'm renting a room in a house. I live in a share house. That's what they call it. Mm. It's like. It's a big house with many rooms and you rent one room and all the amenities in the house are like, it's nice. It's like you're living in a real house, but you're like with (laughs) people from different places. Like I have like you're living in a real house. It is a real house. (laughs) I know, but like it's not, it's different when you live in a dorm or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. So because I'm renting a room in a share house, I basically spend 70%, 60% of my time here. And what I really, a really good habit that I picked, it's from my internet dad. I call him my internet dad. (laughs) Jordan Peterson's book, The 12 Rules Mm. for Life, I think that's the name of the book. And he said like, 
Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if it's from the book or his videos. I, I don't know. My head is kind of mm. everywhere again. But <laughs> he said that every morning you have to make your bed. Yeah. <laughs> it stuck with me and I tried it actually. I did it every morning and I made my bed every morning. And it's not just like you fold the sheets and you put the mm. pillows in their proper places. I like really made it pretty. And yeah. every single time that I do it, it's like if your bed is organized, I have this weird feeling that I am mentally prepared to be organized for the day as well. Yeah. It's like, and I've been telling my friends here in Australia about this, like the state of my room is the state of my mind. If my room yeah. is a mess, then my mind is also a mess. And it goes both ways. If I clean my room, it's like an instant hint to my brain that, mm. okay, Megan, you have to organize uh, all, all of your stuff. You have to put all your ducks in a row. So yeah. I think it's a very good habit to pick up anyone who wants to pick up like a new habit, a quarantine habit, just make your bed. Yeah. And I think I remember the book say that if ever you failed to make anything good throughout the day at least you made your bed made your bed yeah <laughs> yeah you had like one achievement for the day and if you will die at that day at least like you made your bed i think yeah i think that reminds me of it reminds me of two things so one of them's from jordan peterson but the other one's from albert einstein though i'm not oh. sure if it is from albert einstein because you know how <laughs> he's always misquoted <laughs> the the thing about like if I have a cluttered desk, I have a cluttered mind. But if I have an empty desk, I have an empty mind. That's so, so true, though. I don't yeah, know it, it is. It definitely is. But it that also thing. reminds me of yeah. the other lesson from Jordan Peterson where he's like, a lot of the times people seek to set the world in order. But okay. they can't set their own house in order. Yeah. So, like, part of the discussion, I had a really favorite part there, which was, why would you presume that you have the ability to set the world in order when you can't set your own house in order and the house being a reflection of your own life? So, hmm. I think it, it, I mean, I'm not from the United States or, or these first world countries, but I think I think it's common a lot of in everywhere that a lot of times people like want to jump the gun, like people want to get involved, people want to get involved, people want to oh, make a okay. difference, mm -hmm. like. But then there's a lot of the times, especially in the youth, right? Or well, we're still the part of the youth, Meg, youth. but the the hotter blooded <laughs> youth. On like okay. we need to we need to go now. We need to have a revolution in other places. We want change right now. We, we want change, but then, but then the fact of the matter is they don't actually have like good relationships with their peers, or there are a lot of members of the bad crowd. It's like a lot mm. of people. Everyone can have good intentions, yeah, but then, do. do do people actually have what it takes? To be that change that they want to see, it's something like I that. I think this is this is connected to what we were talking about when we were brainstorming about what to talk about in our first podcast. Do you remember mm. when 
when you said I was I was about to ask you to have a meeting so that we can sit mm. down and think about it. And then you said, yes, like, yes. oh, we're having a meeting. I thought we we're going to record our recording. first podcast <laughs> right away. So I think yes. that's, that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, yes, that is, that's also I want true. To, I want to strike a point, though. We mm. need that hot-blooded, let's do it right now vibe, I think. I think that's important because yes. just like what happened to both of us, because you're so eager to push for it and i was like hang on hang on let's let's think about this let's plan about this <laughs> yes, let's, yes let's yes. brainstorm but i think the, the beautiful thing about it is we, we strike a balance and yeah. we took the middle path so if i was the one who who's the driver of everything we would have done like two, three meetings before we yeah. even start this recording. Cause that's just me. I like to, to yes. wallow and think about things, but because you're like, Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm like, Oh, fine. Let's just yeah. do one meeting. <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So in connection to that, we mentioned in our brainstorming that we're so different. We, we discovered that yes. we were so different because I, I told you that, there's, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's becoming a problem, but mm. I have a feeling that I am a cyborg. Remember, like I told yeah. you that because yes, the yes, phone yes. is becoming an extension of myself. Mm. So it's not only the phone, but all my electronic gadgets. I have two mm. main, no, three. I have three mm. main gadgets with me. Three. My, yes. My smartphone. Three. Yeah. My laptop and my mm. iPad. Okay. I was like you before, and I'm also big on writing stuff. And I even have a journal and yeah. I also have those weekly planners, like yeah, the big weekly planners where one week is spread and I list mm. everything that I have to do for the week. Mm. I was like that. But then when I bought an iPad, I was, mm. and the digital bullet journal was so like big mm. those times so I actually try that I tried the traditional journal but I'm kind of a perfectionist <laughs> like I don't like it if <laughs> lines are not straight and the writing yeah. is not pretty so when I tried the the traditional bullet journal the paper one I was like, mm. I was stressed out <laughs> instead of being organized so when I switched mm. to digital all of the things that I held in my brain before, I put it there and I automated mm. my life. So all mm. of the birthdays, all of the things that I should be reminded of, the back burners that you're talking about yeah. and the front burners, put it in my Google calendar, set a reminder. If there's anything cyclical, like I need to do my mm. laundry this Sunday, I just put it there and it reminds me. But it, but it is working for you, right? It is. But this is what I'm talking, mm. it's what I mentioned to you about. Like, what if suddenly I lose these phones or I don't have access to these things? What if suddenly I need to go, like there will be a zombie apocalypse and I need to go to the mountains to like, I don't know, not get bitten. <laughs> the, the thing that I'm saying is, is it too bad mm. to be too reliant on digital? 
I think I think there's a I think there's a specific question that we need to clarify. Like, yeah. is it Which the one? gadget or is it the internet? I think both. Because you cannot, for my system, you cannot, you cannot access it without <laughs> the two. No, because don't get me wrong. I just mean like mm. you, you mentioned uh, doing laundry or journaling, mm. right? So mm. both of these things can be done on to-do lists, which are offline. They don't need to be like, yeah. in the cloud. So but assuming that there's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Uh-huh. You what? You put it on all three I, devices? Yes, I think everything. Because when I'm working on my thesis mm. on my laptop, the yeah. reminders will pop up there. If I'm reading mm. Kindle on my iPad, the reminders yeah. will also pop up there. So I think this is also one of the things that I told you, like, Nico, mm. that's not very efficient because if you lose <laughs> one of your notebooks, yes, like, yes, everything's yes. lost. All of your ideas is lost. But in my mm. system, I told you that yeah, even though I cloud. lose, yes, they're all in the cloud. So I can just, for example, mm. now I bought a new phone. So I just have to download everything that's already in the cloud to the new phone and it's done. It's, it's still working. My system is still there. But I, I have a feeling like, I don't know. It's like, it's not too good to be reliant. It's like this smartphone is an extension of my brain even yeah. already. Because all of the things that I don't want to think about, and you know me, I'm, I'm really lazy. <laughs> <laughs> if if I can't offload anything off of my yeah. brain into something that I trust, mm. I will do it. Yeah. But my question now is, and now that you showed me your system, I kind of miss. There's something magical about writing. I think. I, yeah, I like, think there is. Yeah. Off. I think the. I think there are two things. One, I think all of us just need to be more self-aware of how the system works for us personally. And I think this is a perfect segue. Why? Because before I got into this and the Uh whiteboard, I was actually like you as well. What? All of my notes are online. So we switched places. No, here, I'll show you. Because I I, I did that. I did that uh, Evernote. I, I I am primarily on Google Keep when I was still writing and, and from time to time I still I still take notes on Google Keep. But here I'll show you why the system doesn't work for me and why the, the compartmentalization of all the books uh, is better. So this is this is a collection of years of notes. But there are a lot of stuff or a lot of apps that is better than Google Keep. Personally, I yes, use Yes, that's true. That, that is yeah. true. So it, it is like that. But what mm-hmm. I realized is that, like, me trying to integrate, but I, I, I do have the plan to, like, get onto Evernote in the future. I know that Evernote's yeah. one of those better ones, especially with the, with the paid feature. Try but, Notion. Yeah, I'll try. But I'm that's, also that's trying a different for thing, segment. Yeah. which is Rome research, but more on that later as well, because Rome is still in like experiment. Rome. You don't like Rome? I kind of no. like Rome. But anyway, <laughs> so when, when I did try to get on Evernote a couple of months ago, 
I just did the same thing, but it's probably because I didn't want to invest the time to set up the system yet. Yes, that's that true. That works for me. So it just felt like the hardest part. Yes, you need to set up the yeah. system because that's what that's what happened to my Google Keep. You look at all of those notes. Like I, I tried to do color coding, and it, it yeah. ha- there's some there's some sense of color coding, but emphasis on some. Not everything it's, is color coded. It's haphazard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's kind of. I mean, maybe it's Everywhere. a strong word, but it's it's a bit <laughs> disgusting to look at. It's so. I mean, it's good yeah, to look at ideas, but it's not good to look at clutter. Mm. So I mean, yeah, if, yeah, even yeah, if you I look agree. at my whiteboard, like it's still cluttered. Don't get me wrong; the, the whiteboard's cluttered for sure. But now it's cluttered in four different areas. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so slightly better, like, like order in chaos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Something like that. But I have to defend my system, though. Yeah, my system never failed me. Mm. Never once. So never once did I forget any birthdays that I saved. Never mm. once did I forget to pay my bills because it's all mm. automated and it reminds me. But I think the biggest caveat my system is because I put a part of my brain there Mm. if you take away my phone from me or any Mm. of my devices I won't know what my schedule is Mm. for the next seven days like I just don't know I because I didn't commit it to my mind I don't remember it so I am dependent yeah you you're becoming Even. more dependent on your phone that's why i said i'm i'm a cyborg miko this phone is like an <laughs> extension of my arm now <laughs> it's, so I think, it's one I of think my bloody that's exactly, organs now that's exactly the reason or that's where you mentioned earlier there's a magic when you write something down so i think yeah. one of the reasons that i enjoy writing as well like like why like i remember i also have a notebook for learning so whenever I, mm-hmm. I whenever I have something that like a quote from a book that I'm reading, I also write it down as part of the learning, or from a meeting and Toastmasters or whatever, or in the journal. The thing, I think the thing about journals, Miko, is we are living in cyberspace right now. Everything yeah. that I want to save are hyperlinks in mm. YouTube videos. So I can't imagine me copying down every oh, well, single character yes. that's hyperlink. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, see, there's, there's now this. If if we were to pick, if this is a boxing match and we were to pick mm. between the analog versus the digital type of mm. personalization and planning, I think we won't have a winner at all. Yeah, there's there's think? not gonna be a winner. No, it's because it's also because of the medium. Right, so your medium is is the the websites, the. It, I think it's also live. because it depends on the medium you use. So if you learn a lot mm-hmm. of YouTube, you're gonna need to be in the digital space for your productivity, because you don't want to write down the URL. But when you when you now, read a lot of yeah, but when you read a lot of books, and you want to take the time to like, you know, maybe you're Digest. you're not. Yeah, digest. Not like other people that really like, okay, you can use the audiobook, you listen to the 15-minute summary, don't read the whole book. Other people are like that too. So maybe you can just copy-paste <laughs> things. 
But for those who want to take it slow, I think that's where the writing comes into place because the writing forces you to slow down. Slow down. Unless There's you, a special and, part in hell for people who read 15-minute digests of books, okay? <laughs> there are entire companies based on just that. They okay, just, so there's a special but, part in hell for them. <laughs> That's just but, my yeah. opinion, okay? <laughs> oh, I, don't, my, but, but I might yes, be offending yes. people, but books are so, there to be taken To be experienced, in. yes. Yes. <laughs> So I think that's the thing, and I think that's why the writing especially helped me personally, because mm. when I was on the digital, I just it just goes, everything goes, mm. so I don't stop. It's fast, like but bam, because bam, bam. yeah, it just it just keeps going, and you know mm. what? Sometimes that's sometimes that's good, sometimes that's good. It's always good to offload your thoughts, but yes. then. But then there was a point when you realize or when I realized that it stopped being coherent. It's just uh it was just words or it was just ideas. It's a blur. There was it's it's just a blur. There's there's nothing there's nothing there. Like mm-hmm. if, if you look at the, look at the Google Keep. God, they're just it's just a bunch of words. <laughs> I so I have Japanese words with Rob Thinner on it. I have Windows ARM. I have rap bars because I wanted to be a rapper. I have lessons from church. Like it's it's a hodgepodge of so many things. But then yeah. not nothing is nothing really is synthesized. So that's why for me, when I transferred to, to the books, um I needed to take that time to to think about what I write, but honestly, I I still just kind of flow. It feels like it flows from my mind mm-hmm. still, but the way that it flows because I am writing, it's forcibly not flowing as fast, and I think it helps me collect the slow down, just a little um, bit. The slowdown thing yeah. is is important for you. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yep. But you know what? Especially in the situation right now where children in the education sector are forced mm. to live digitally, I mm. think there's a bit of a danger of the writing experience to be slowly dying off. I know I'm just like saying this in a very futuristic manner but mm. here in australia even only a few people how to write longhand mm. that's what really? i know yes because <laughs> they use computers to to write their essays and i remember oh i will sound so old when i when i was in high school and <laughs> elementary do you remember sulating pangwakas it, yeah. it, it's like mm. So you have to write your essay <laughs> in long hand. Oh my yeah. god, that's really it, it. It's it's the thing that you're talking about. Long, even the process of writing long hand forces you to slow down and mm. think about the words that you're putting in on paper. Mm. And I think, as I've told you before, there's some magic to it. There's even lots of studies, 
maybe we will link that in the description mm. that proves when you write stuff you retain it better in your head yeah. there's something about the mind body connection yes the mind body connection mm. of the words and ideas and learning and now that we're going digital because of the pandemic well we have mm. no choice it's that or stopping education entirely yeah. i i'm sure there are still like times when you write maybe what do you think art classes <laughs> but now everyone every kid in the block yeah. is forced to to use the digital and not write and i wonder what our educational system will also look like after the pandemic this is just like me mm. thinking out loud will it be a blended sort of thing will we mm. go back to the former routine yeah the traditional my thing, my yeah. personal projection on it is well yeah schools are, schools, are, schools are <laughs> schools are important it is i mean i mean of course they are but mm. there's really that essentiality of the human connection right yeah. so i mean re regardless of i i'm i'm honestly not sure where i stand where with the are we gonna phase out writing in a hundred years? I, I honestly think probably not, but I don't. I, I choose not to care as much because I think, mm -hmm. like especially like even as kids. And remember, a lot of people stop learning after they graduate, but for all of the people that continue mm -hmm. their learning outside, I, I think you eventually find the benefits of writing on your own, even mm -hmm. if it wasn't instilled in, in you in school. But what I mean about school is that, like, you know how everyone's gushing over Finland having the best education system? And it's because yeah. of the human interaction. It, I mean, in this way, I'm, just, I'm segueing it away from being about digital and uh, handwriting That's or longhand. The name of our podcast is kind of everywhere. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Worry about yeah. And the reason of it is because it, it, the, the medium isn't as important as the interaction so they just have good they just have good teachers but it's because of that inter in that connection you have with that teacher so regardless of where we're heading in the future mm -hmm. uh, whether it's gonna be blended or uh, we're, we're really gonna go back to 100 percent physical schools uh, in-person schools i don't know what they're called uh the important thing that I think everyone should note is the human connection. Because that's the okay. complaint of so many. I mean, we have some friends. We still have some friends who are in college. And okay. that's, exactly the, that's exactly the complaint. Well, that, in my case here in Australia, we are doing mm, all digital learning. So yeah. all of our classes is moved on the cloud. And there's... Yeah nothing no interaction at all but except like this the, yeah. the zoom call so and everything is yeah. does that count as for you as the human interaction or are you talking about the, the physical face-to-face -face stuff is that what you're talking about i think that it can be considered as the, the that human connection yes call. i think it does but okay. I think that's exactly why people need to respect teachers more. 
because mm-hmm. aren't they? And 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 that's why I don't think so. I especially in the Philippines, I don't think so. People don't respect teachers a lot. Uh, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. But here's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Here, I think the, I think the other thing about it also is the the there are certain cultures which underplay how difficult it is to teach. So people just think like you know how a lot of are you talking about our and, culture. I think in Philippines, yeah, more specifically. (laughs) Like, people think it's easy to teach, all right? People think that, oh, what am I gonna, what am I gonna take? Oh, I'll just be a teacher. Like, they don't say it in a, Mm -hmm. I have a plan kind of way. They just say it in a more of a, it's a good, it's an easy job. Yeah. So they think it's an easy job because you just kind of, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. For sure, because I was, I, I was teaching college kids for a year yeah. and the thing about being an instructor or like you I'm not not really I don't like the term instructor because you don't mm. just instruct you don't just instruct children. yes yeah uh, the, the thing about being the harbinger of knowledge I don't know what's mm. the right term for that but there are so many things that you have to think about if you mm. have to teach kids about let's say the atomic structure or mm. a basic concept mm. you have to factor in that you that the children that you're going to teach has a different learning style number one so some are visual some are they like to listen some some like to learn by doing and then you also have to factor out that some children pick ideas faster than the others and then there's the attention span like how how Mm. can you capture the attention of the students yeah yeah so so you're an entertainer and you're a psychologist and you're a teacher at the same time you're a mentor Yes, and you have to also think about their mental health. You don't have mm. to stress them too much, but you don't have to make it too yeah, easy you, or else they won't respect They, they won't so learn, yeah. You have mm. to wear a lot of hats. And gee, yeah. teach So, yeah, and I think that's, that's exactly what it is. And I think it's even a bit easier, I am not sure, don't quote me on that, to teach college kids compared to like high know. school I, I, kids. I don't have a comparative. Like, I, I don't have a comparative either. But I mean, I, I've I've just been I've just been a high school kid, and I know that we're unbearable. So that's what I mean. I have to ask like, Edison about it. <laughs> <laughs> Edison teaching senior high now, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing. Like it's such a complicated task. But it is. People, I I, I think some cultures underplay that. It is an actually difficult task, and that's why that, that's why I think it's it's really regrettable, because there are people and that you know what. Sorry, mm. go on, go on, go on. Yeah, okay. people. <laughs> there are people who are like they're really passionate about teaching, and I really see it. Like a lot of these people go to teaching kids, um, like elementary kids. Yeah. So I don't know why. I think it's just like a common trend. Like I have like. Two personal friends who very who really have that passion for teaching, 
but they chose to teach in the, those very early formative years. Mm. So maybe that's when they can feel the most uh, their uh, connection with their students. But I just, I, just to, we're getting kind of everywhere. Just it's to right. tie back, <laughs> we're just yeah. going to tie back that it's, it's hugely uh, underappreciated, hmm. especially in terms of the complexity and difficulty. Because people just think, like, you want a good job, you want a high-paying job, you, you become an engineer. Uh, yeah. You become a data scientist, programmer, become a chemical, uh, all the kinds of engineering. You become a all doctor, a lawyer. Because even yeah, like you become a you become a doctor because it takes ten years for you to learn how to cut someone up and stitch them back, that they won't die from you doing that. Yeah. And I mean, this is an argument about that not being important or that being easy. Fuck, those things are hard. The, but those things are I think hard, because yeah. there aren't those obvious complications when you talk about teaching. Or, or the, people... Their products they, or, are intangible. People, yeah, the product's in, intangible. Like, people... Yeah, that's exactly... That's the best way to put it. It's, it's intangible. Yes. Because in, when you're an engineer, you're like, look at this, this, this code. Look mm. at this code that I built. It's it's five hundred pages long, or like those like the women that sent us to the moon, like they they wrote code longer than taller than them, yeah. And it's because true. like yeah. we glorify these these symbols of success, but then how but, do you glorify symbols of, of success for teachers? We don't see that these children. Most of the time, the reason why they fall in love with a certain thing or a certain subject, mm. and also, conversely, the reason why they hate a certain subject is because of the quality mm. of the teacher. I think everyone yeah. has a story. They were scared of math mm. because their teacher was scary, or they loved chemistry so much because the teacher was really good at teaching chemistry. Mm. So because of these intangible aspects and we don't see the impact right away, mm. we need to wait for a lifetime for a teacher's impact to materialize. They're highly yeah. undervalued. I ha I'd have to I agree think with the, you. I think the next part about that is especially that, so not only are they undervalued, I think we've established that already. I mm. think that those people, I mean, there are people that I would say get into teaching for the wrong reasons. And I think that because there's no clear check and balance, it allows them to perpetuate that culture of mediocrity when it comes to teaching. Check and balance. So I, I think that honestly, like I think it's, it's easy to apply to be a teacher and get hired. Because you just, I mean, think about it. Like you just, you just, you just have a teaching session with your, with your dean or whoever's going to hire you, the principal. You do this once yeah. in your, on, yeah. in, in relatively your entire life as a teacher. And maybe yeah. at the end of the year, you get one checkup lesson, which everyone prepares for. It's not an impromptu stop by. And because of all of these things, like people... It's it's a it's a scam, and people are mean? allowed to. 
Like it's a scam. The teachers that are bad. I think the check and balance is what I mean. So I mean, of course, I, because because you can you can just be a good teacher and not Hmm. get paid any better. But in the same way, you can also be a bad teacher and not get paid any worse. And that's what I mean. That's the that's where the check and balance should be. Like I know you were a really loved teacher when you were teaching. And I know that yeah, there are some some teachers I know that were very loved by their students as well. They it results in good grades, students love the subject, everything that you want from education. But then there are people getting paid more than you who suck at their job. But they don't get fired because they have tenure. But Nico, that applies to everything as well. We have bad managers who earn like millions and you have well, good managers yes. that are still at the, a bottom feeder even though they're yeah. like better than everyone else. But I think here's what makes it different. When when you have a bad manager, the the manager still gets those results. Like we, we say he, we say he's a bad manager because mm. maybe he doesn't have he doesn't have good morals, maybe he sexually yeah. abuses his 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 employees Verbally or his assistant, but he's still good, or he still has a semblance of tenure, because he gets the results. He so you mean he was put up there, yeah, because he has something in him. No, no, I mean I just mean that he gets results. Yeah, that benefits so, the company. Yeah, yeah, that, be, that benefits the company. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I mean. But of course, we've, we're seeing a trend, honestly, in the recent years that, yes, these kinds of practices have been de- decreasing. But I think the bottom line of it is you can still get away with being a horrible manager because of the nature of your job. Mm. You get fired when you don't produce results. But yeah. the thing about the education, especially in the Philippines, I would say, is that they don't check the results. I think or because the method of checking the results is flawed. Uh-huh. And there's also no threat of the the job security is basically Yeah, the, the job concrete. security like mm-hmm. yeah. But but mostly for me it's about checking the result. Cuz mm-hmm. I I think I mean there are really the good teachers. What? The the, the result, result of the, the interaction with the teacher. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I think is gravely Undermanaged, right? Yeah. So and tying back I, to the digital stuff. Yeah, tying back <laughs> to productivity. Back. Yes, to productivity. Because we only have like five or ten minutes left. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I'm working on artificial intelligence in my research, mm. and I've come across so many articles saying that if we will develop AI so good, they might replace some of the soft skill professions like teaching Mm. and law and Mm. even medicine so now that you're telling me about this it it kind of popped into my head like how sad would it Mm. be that teachers number one are undervalued and now they are threatened threatened by technology (laughs) technology yeah the digital because now (laughs) um, long-haul truck drivers are threaten to lose their jobs because of self auto, self-driving cars mm. i think even now we can feel with khan academy and i can get a certificate in coding java 
by just mm. buying a course from MIT yeah. online. So I can do that without even talking to a single teacher. If, mm. Except if I have a question, if I will go through that thing, I will have a certificate and that's it. I already have my education. Maybe mm. the formative years, like elementary, the primary school, secondary, mm. maybe that's important. But when it comes to higher education, I can see a trend where someday teachers will just sit behind a laptop, develop a course, and then just put it in the cloud. Because yeah. right now here in Australia, in my university, the cloud platform is okay. It's, it's yeah. not perfect, but it does its job to transmit knowledge. Yeah. And sometimes I can even say it's even better. Because if I don't yeah. understand something, I just pause the video, do a quick Google or repeat the video. If it's too boring, I can speed it up, slow it down. You yeah. have total autonomy and control. I think, and, I think that yeah, the reason why just, things are like that is because I think it also goes in line in what you mentioned earlier that eventually when people, like a lot of people, again, stop learning after they graduate. But for those of us in the know, you know, you just keep learning regardless. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the maturity of the learner. So I think that, yeah. I, I think that probably, yeah, college instructors, you're probably going to, we're going to transition into a course based thing. Because I think what college mm -hmm. really should be, and I don't think that Philippine college is like that yet, that it's really a, it's a journey of self exploration for the students. That's true. Right. That's really true. And that's what, all education really is except that the reason why especially when you're still in high school that it's not like that for you is because you're generally misguided and that's not your fault you don't know it's yourself fault of, yeah and you don't know yourself you don't have a personality you don't know anything about yourself hard. you don't know anything about the world so it's it's understandable that you need guidance right but mm. supposedly, when you're already going into college, you already and have made some up semblance. Mind. Yeah, you mm -hmm. have some semblance of what the world is to you. And okay, yeah, you've, you've made up the decision that of all the things that I could be, and, and truly I believe that every person can be anything in this world. But when, you, when you're going into college, you've kind of finally decided uh, the top five things you want to be. Like yeah. I finally decided, yeah, I'm not gonna be a, I'm not gonna be a policeman. I want to be an engineer. So here we go. That's a good topic to explore. Yeah. Write it down. <laughs> so like, how we're do gonna you write it yourself? down. <laughs> but but yeah, that's so, also true. I, I I think it's really important, especially on self awareness. Yeah. And I think that that's what education should be. Education should be a path way into developing self-awareness so a lot of education I'm, I'm not sure if it's only limited to the philippines i think it's really more of a this is information you get the information we test you on did you get that how well you retained it yeah so it feels like it's just listening skills to me mm. honestly and retention but, as well and like retention but, but not I think, all yeah but not all, not all but i think but i think the thing that play society is that people aren't asked the question soon enough. What do you want to be? Like, I think we ask kids that in preschool as a joke because we want to see them. But they don't them. really get it. 
they don't get it. No, exactly. They don't get it. I think we dress them up. I think we ask them that question as a joke because we want to watch the kids parade in costumes of of many and it's cute. I think it's a Mm. I think it's vanity. Because kids kids, especially at that age, they don't they're not self aware. They just like But I I remember that's yeah, okay. Because you're I know it's important. exposing the kid to the no, idea. but what I mean is, I think that it's stupid that it's only in preschool, and then we don't revisit no it until maybe. they. Yeah. No follow up. You you That's, don't revisit it until you're gonna go to college. Hmm. Like I think people should be asked that all the time. Like what what do you want to do? Do you want to be a policeman? No, because I remember because I dressed up as a policeman. I wanted to be a policeman when I was in preschool. But no one asked me. Like, all the way in between from, from preschool, I don't know what it's called in outside of the Philippines. Um, primary school. Primary. It's primary. Uh-huh. So, primary from primary all the way to right Secondary before tertiary. School. Right before. Yeah, no, even in secondary, people don't ask that question. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're asked already on the you're about to enter tertiary that's when you're mm. asked the next time that's like 10 years what was i doing <laughs> people are expecting that you have already figured it out like, yeah. yes and that's the annoying thing i think that's annoying for high school students like yeah people are people are now going to complain to you about why you didn't make up your mind and I and, and I realize existential crisis in the middle of college. And yeah, and then and then like, it makes you realize more. Course. Yeah, <laughs> it makes you realize more. Why was it ever the student's fault? It mm. was the fault of and and I think that that's the thing. It's it's the fault of the entire culture system. Like it's not only the educational system. I think there are aspects of culture in it too, like like Asian kids, Asian parents want their kids to be doctors. But they don't tell them that. We just kind of hint at it for 10 years. And then we complain when they want to take psychology. <laughs> That's true. Because here in Australia, most of the Asian people that I know are all in engineering in my, my campus. So I'm yeah. the only Filipino. All of them mm. are, most of them are Indians and Chinese. And there's only one mm. Australian. Yeah, <laughs> see? So and, all of the, and that's uh, the doctors here as well are, are Asians. Yeah. That's so really I mean, it's it's a it's perfect. a funny it's honestly a funny thing, but I think it's very unfortunate for so many people. So, and I think so, that I think maybe this is gonna be like one of the ending thoughts, especially about careers, is that and personal because, organization. Yeah. And because it's it's related, you know, it's related to productivity. Yes. That. You you go through life a lot of times you don't you're not prepared for so many things and a lot of the things you're not prepared for aren't your fault and I it's so easy to understand that you can just continue living your life that way like you can you can go through life in a flash you didn't you're not self aware at all like okay my I I became um, an accountant because my dad said so. I work as an accountant for 10 years. I have a family now. I, I got a girlfriend. I got a wife because that's what is expected of me society in society. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm already a senior manager and I retire, in ten, I retire when I'm 65. 
Then after I retire, I kind of look back and I'm like, you know what? I thought painting was cool when I was five. So it's kind of, it's kind of sad. And I mean, of course, it's just a generic I situation. I have to take that. I have to, I have to put a lid on that sadness. Yeah, sure. Because my takeaway is this. No matter what medium you use, digital, analog, mm. the fact that you want to plan your day and mm. you are organizing your time mm. is proof that you are putting your mind to your life. Yes, 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 yes. So you are trying to grab the bulls by the horn and direct it to whichever direction you want to lead on to. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you use Google Keep or you use a journal. Yeah. The most important thing is start being mindful of what you are doing, what your plans are, and start thinking about the future you. Because mm. if you're going to just be sheep, <laughs> remember, yeah. that's what, what we're always <laughs> telling ourselves. Yeah, yes. That we cannot be sheep because we're yeah. human beings. We are designed to be goal-oriented people. Yeah. And we are designed to reach that goal. The meaning of our yeah. lives even is to have a goal and achieve it. Even if yeah. you die not achieving it, you will still have a meaningful life. So maybe that's the takeaway. Like Even though sometimes yeah. other people don't get it early enough, I hope any one of you listening to this podcast will have that realization that it's never too late at 60 yeah. or at 20 or at 15. Mm. Just start being mindful. Like start thinking, yeah. where am I going? It all, it all goes back to that self-awareness. Mm. So I, I, all I meant yes. earlier is just that mm -hmm. it's very easy to go through life without mm. self-awareness at all. Because, it, because of all of because all of the things that are that life lays out for you, like mm. family structures, societal structures, co company structures, like if they if you if you allow yourself to be a cog on the wheel, in the wheel, <laughs> yeah, they will let you, and they will they will praise you for that. Even it's good for them because you just promote you just perpetuate society further. In in but, their own messed up capitalistic way, but I love capitalism, so that's a topic happy, for another time. Yeah, but if, if you're, you're happy, happy then being a cog in the wheel, go for it. Like no, I I don't personally, I'm, maybe because I'm getting older, but I don't personally <laughs> judge those people who wants to be a cog in the wheel, because we need cogs in the wheel for the wheel to turn. Yes, true. But you have to make sure that that's what gives your life fulfillment and that's what gives your life happiness and direction. You just you yeah. go, it just all goes back to knowing thyself. Hello, Socrates. Is that Socrates? <laughs> Was it? <laughs> yes, yes, Was yes. It Socrates? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's it. Like, just know what you want and start yeah. planning and do it digital or analog. And yeah, love your teachers. <laughs> yeah. So again, it all just boils down to self-awareness and 
finding out really what works for you. So Meg went from uh, from the analog oh or the all of these books into digital. I went from all digital into these books. So yes. I think it's a perfect example of how everyone needs to live life in their own way. So if there's any, yes. if there's, uh, yeah, on your own terms. So if there's only one takeaway, it's just that maybe a takeaway for a happier life is just be a little bit more self-aware. And explore. So like we mentioned, and explore. Because if we didn't explore all of these different mm. systems, we never know what is perfect for us. Yeah. Yes, Nico? Yeah. <laughs> I always so, cut you off. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got distracted. I spaced out a little bit. <laughs> but like what we mentioned at the start of this podcast, we don't even have an intro. So in the same spirit, we don't have an outro either. So this has yes. been Miko from the Philippines. Yes. And this is Megan from Down Under. <laughs> I was waiting too bad to say that. <laughs> oh, God. And we hope that you enjoyed listening to our podcast. So once again, this is the Kind of Everywhere podcast. I think you've noticed we're kind of everywhere. But yeah. this is also a very curious podcast. So we want to help you just a little bit in your life. And today we talked about, supposedly it was only about uh, productivity in relation to tech. But we tackled a little bit about education and the current situation of coronavirus and self-awareness. I think self-awareness is going to be something we revisit a lot. But we will if be you focusing got, on that. We will be focusing on that on one of our one of the episodes in the future. Yeah. But if you personally enjoyed anything from this podcast, please feel free to leave a comment down below, especially when we're still starting out. We're still going to be able to uh, reply to each and every comment that you leave. So yes, hopefully please. we can retain you... that. We we can retain that practice in the future. But yeah. of course, everyone, we're just limited. You know, we're, we're still people. And this is what our podcast really maybe. highlights. <laughs> well, let's see if you can grasp that oh, human God. interaction, Meg. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's it for the first episode of the Kinda Everywhere podcast. I hope you weren't too distracted, but we were definitely very distracted while recording this video. Mm -hmm. But that's it for now, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye! Okay. And then this is when the real outro plays, when we put a, when we actually make a real outro. <laughs> <laughs>